Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. Hey, welcome to another episode of My Undocumented Ass Podcast. This is a great episode you're about to listen to. I spoke to AJ. Uh, she told me about having Korean descent, but not giving not being given Japanese citizenship. We also talk about her coming to the U.S. on a student visa and overstaying that and getting into a marriage that, uh, unfortunately, was toxic. And like a lot of undocumented people, you think it's going to be a path out, but things got really crazy for her. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a great conversation. I loved it. I know you're going to love it, too. Check it out. Uh, my undocumented ass podcast with Che Guerrero. The winds really change talk. in one direction. They gotta harass someone else. I get it. I exactly. get it. Like people don't realize how just one little access can literally change a whole family's life. All right, hey, uh, I'm here talking to AJ, uh, performer, producer, uh, somebody that I've gotten to know uh, very well the last few months uh, working with the theater, uh, and you're actually my first guest in probably like six months at this point so thank you for 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 oh really okay yeah <laughs> yeah i took a little hiatus for from the podcast for a little bit to figure out my own situation in life and now i'm like you know what i want to i want to get back into talking to people and you know sharing experiences and stuff which is uh you know it's what it's all about with this podcast cool yeah i was listening to a couple episodes this morning because i didn't know this was like a, a whole whole deal and i was just like oh wow this is like it was i i was i was really resonating with a lot of the the guests that you were talking to I was like yeah i hear you i mean our situation might be you know different a lot of time because you know it seems like you're a lot of your guests are like from like a I don't know what to say, like uh, uh, Mexico or like a Central America, the South yeah. America. I'm not, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like our situations are different, but all the struggles and the fear is definitely something we can talk about and we share. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing about, um, you know, the longer I do this podcast and I more talk to like different people who have dealt with the immigration system for such a long time. Um, we have a lot of the same through line in our story, you know, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the immigration system is confusing and it's scary for everybody who's in it. And yeah, yeah we're all just trying to figure out like, how the heck do I get out of this? I can curse. I don't know why I said heck. Fuck. Why the, why the fuck do I get out of this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, where's like, how can I crack this? And like, what is a loophole? Yeah. So I can get out of it as soon as possible and as cheaply as possible. Cheaply as possible is exactly what it is. Like right now, I uh, um, I have to find another lawyer to figure out what my next steps are with my immigration okay. situation, and it is like going around, going like, I mean, just just to have like an initial meeting with a lawyer, sometimes like a hundred dollars, and you're like, well, okay, this is already starting, and then you know that's that's, that's just the that's just the starting line with the lawyer, and then you have to you know depending on how long it takes and how much how many waivers I need to get you and all that stuff, then it becomes mm -hmm. even more and more expensive. Yeah, definitely. That's like the the like the biggest problem I initially had to have that money uh, saved up so I can hire a lawyer. Yeah. So they can sort of represent me. But that oh my goodness, when you are like a legally gray zone and you are not supposed to be working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is I'm the like, thing. I'm that... not supposed to be doing this, but like I have to, so I can. I can be legal. Like, it's like a chicken and egg conversation, you know? 
That is exactly what I, a lot of people don't seem to get about what's going on, especially with the immigrants, like in New York City. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, why don't they get their work permits? Or why don't they figure out their situation? It's like, dude, that costs money. And they just spent mm-hmm. every penny that they had to get across the border to for somebody to, you know, sneak them in and stuff like that. Like, I remember um, I was talking to, it's funny because sometimes people are so in the immigration system, they don't know, they don't realize how much they're getting screwed over. My mom was telling me how uh, we have to have a family member, you know, come here. And mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, oh, my God, was it was like a really tough journey. And she was like, are you kidding me? It, they were like in a truck and they had to hide like this. So they made like this makeshift like 18 wheeler, like on, on the roof of the 18 wheeler was like a was like a little room that they made where they can hide uh-huh. someone. But this is like. But this was like so exclusive that they would only like bring in one person at a time. So this is like uh-huh. the luxury smuggling, if you will. There's like a, a luxury liner. And I was like, <laughs> how much was this? And my mom was like, oh, listen, it only costs $14,000. And I was like, it costs $14,000. It was like $14,000 in three months, which is actually the cheapest and the quickest route that they uh, found in a long time. Because uh, people, yo, there is like you know, there's this whole talk about like how the economy is inflation and stuff like that. Nobody talks about how much smuggling, has, <laughs> how much inflation it is the smuggling world. It is fourteen thousand dollars, maybe like is the average now. Oh my god, I mean, we're laughing, but it's not funny. It's so not funny, but it's no, funny. <laughs> I know that's why I'm like nobody talks about inflation when it comes to you know smuggling people in. Because like I remember, like you know, back in the day, like maybe mid '90s or whatever, you know, it was like two thousand dollars, and we were like, damn. Uh-huh. So inflation has hit the the smuggling game about you know a thousand percent, and nobody cares because they're not gonna care. Yeah, they're not gonna care, and nobody's gonna talk about it. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about like, hey, hey, smugglers, lower your prices, or we're gonna boycott. Like, boycott what? <laughs> yeah, we need to get in here. And this guy, like, you know, it was, it was a luxury thing where he was the only one, so that way it wouldn't be so risky if, like, you know, when they're searching or like body heat uh-huh. and all that stuff. So it'll just be like, it'll uh-huh, be, uh-huh. you know, it'd be easy. Oh my god! You know? Wow. I know. And that's where like, oh, my I mom... feel like I got away easy then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I'll tell you real quick. I don't know about you, you know, but like when I came to this country, you know, I overstayed my visa, my, my tourist mm-hmm. visa. So like, I know that it's a luxury that it only took me six hours to get here as opposed to family, family members who took three months, you know? Wow. Imagine three months of your life. Not even like like white people. Like I was backpacking through Europe for three months, like going across multiple borders. Like man, that's fun. You were having fun. Okay, this is three months yeah. of constantly like your body vibrating, not knowing the moment you're gonna get caught. Yeah, the stress for like where you are. Yeah, you don't know where your next stop is. When you can use the bathroom or mm-hmm. hydrate or eat food or on top of everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 the scary part. But uh enough about me. Okay, just a small little technical difficulty. We're right back with AJ. Uh yeah, no, don't worry. This is this is why like, you know, the Zoom world is kind of hard to do like sometimes these things with connections and stuff like that. But mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah, like I was saying, like I want to know, you know, kind of if you can you told me a little bit about um something that you're like a two-time immigrant. So mm-hmm. if you want to tell me a little bit about the first family immigration immigration story, <laughs> and then we can go into, we're going to like, you know, leapfrog here from one to another. Yeah. So it's like a family history, actually. 
So I'm originally from Japan. I was born and raised there. But my grandparents and great grandparents are from Korea. Okay. And this is before Korea got separated to North and South.、Oh, okay. And when Japan was occupying, like colonizing Korea back in, back in the day, right? And、um, I don't know the story of every single one of those grandparents、mm-hmm. because this is like the stuff that I joked about with other Asian friends who came from Asian countries. Like, yeah, you, your parents or your grandparents don't want to talk about their hardship because they just don't want to give you the burden and the bad memory. And they don't also want to remember their bad memories、yeah. of those things that they had to go through. And actually, last summer, I was、um, visiting my aunt and uncle on my、mm. mom's side. And according to my uncle, my maternal grandfather's dad. Came to Japan to make money for the family. Yeah. And he kind of went missing in action. So, my grandfather and one of his brothers, I, I believe he was like one of the older ones in the 12 siblings. Oh, okay.、Uh, crossed the ocean and went to Japan and just like, you know, they didn't speak Japanese. Yeah. And they just like looked for their father for. Oh, shoot. How many years? I forgot. Maybe like a few years. Right. They finally found him in like countryside farming or something. So they were able to reunite. But then from there, they settled down to Japan because at the time, you know, they're also kind of considered Japanese. Okay.、So、it's not illegal to be there. Okay. <clears throat> and World War II happened, and Japan lost the war,、mm-hmm. and they lost the, the colonies, quote unquote.、Mm-hmm. Um, and what Japanese government did was all those co- people who came from the countries that they colonized, they gave those people like a special permission, like a special resident alien. Thing like a permanent resident,、uh, yeah, permanent residency.、Uh, because, you know, at that point, so many people have life and job and family already like established in Japan. So they're like, well, it would be a shame to like force them to go back to、yeah. the country that they don't even know. Right.、Um, so fast forward. Oh, so here's another interesting thing about Japan. They don't recognize natural born citizenship unless、That's... one of your parents is, yeah, is Japanese. Yeah. Neither of my parents are Japanese because they're, they're, like my mom from, my mom is from one Korean immigrant family. My dad is from another Korean immigrant family. Okay. It's not arranged marriage, but they're like connected by marriage. Oh,、okay. their aunt and uncle. I don't know. It's like a huge family saga. So,、um, up until I was about 18, I was like a special permanent, permanent alien. In Japan. In Japan, where so, I was born and raised, I've never been to Korea, period. Oh, that's heavy because, yeah, people, I mean, you know, 
uh, growing up in the U.S., uh, natural born citizenship is uh, even though the Republicans are trying to take it away. Fuck you, Vivek Ramaswamy, and all of them. Um, but you know, oh, Vivek, Vivek the fake—that's what they call him, Vivek. Um, but yeah, you know, you don't realize that not a lot of other countries allow birth, uh, have birthright citizenship in their yeah. constitution or you know their legal mechanisms. So your great grandparents were from Korea. They mm -hmm. got their, you know, like status or whatever. But then because mm -hmm. they had their kids, their kids were not citizens. Nope. They were also like residents. Yeah. You're the third generation resident, yeah. even yeah. though you were born in Korea. Yeah. I, I mean, don't Japan, Japan, Japan. Korea. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Japan, yeah. That is. I don't speak. Yeah, I don't speak. I've never been there. I think my sister, I have an older sister, visited there. But that's about it. I don't think my parents have ever been there, too. That's insane. Born there. It's like an hour, an hour and a half away by <laughs> you know. plane. By plane from Tokyo. Oh, wow. Was your family from, you know, because it was uh, after World War II that the Korean War was uh -huh. and split the country, too. Was your family from the southern, southern region mm -hmm. or the northern re the southern region? I think they were mostly from southern region. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I believe by, you know, by extent, I, I believe there might be family members that we are related to by blood that I've never met. Could wow. be in North Korea, who knows? Oh, that's, well, that is heavy. That is heavy to like yeah. be born somewhere and then just never, never. Did you, do you can like, do you consider yourself like, I'm like, I'm, I'm Japanese. Like I'm from Japan. Like, do you. So that's like the, the tricky part, right? Like uh, you are biologically, my, my blood is, I've never done the DNA test, so I don't mm. know. <laughs> not that I'm like saying like my mom cheated on my dad or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. You mean like <laughs> what region they say you're from? Yeah, yeah, like region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we are like all Eastern Asian, so like we kind of look alike anyway. So by blood, I'm 100% Korean, but by culture, the language, the heritage, it's all almost 100% Japanese. So who am I? Were you treated differently growing up by so that's like the kids? tricky part? Yeah, that's a tricky part. Uh, because of how we are like a special, we got the special citizenship. Some hardcore people are still like they shouldn't be in our country. They're invaders. They're foreigners. They don't want to give up their. Or did I oh. get cut off? Okay, we're recording now. Yeah, sorry. We keep having technical okay. issues. Stay with us. This is a great episode. <laughs> um, so you were saying that even though, you know, you have a special citizenship in mm -hmm. Japan, there is the, I would say, the the J Japanese version of the right uh, is does not consider you, you know, one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in the day, in order to survive and i i feel like so many immigrants in everywhere in the world would like sometimes double with something shady borderline criminal or completely criminal <laughs> yeah, yeah. and because of those people we get bad rep 
and that's the story they want to cling on to. Mm. Um, so yes, there are still like quite a few people, especially on the internet. I, I see people like, oh, like I don't understand those people. Why don't why don't they just come go back to where they came from? And here I'm like, dude, I've never been there. I don't even speak language. Like, I don't have a place to go back to. Yeah, and it's not just like you. It's your parents were born there. So your parents mm -hmm. don't know Korea. You have two generations who have never set foot in Korea, even though it's an hour and a half away. By boat, <laughs> by, by plane, by plane, by plane. By plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, because of that... I so when I was growing up, um, I addressed my paternal grandparents in Japanese, mm -hmm. and you know, like you have like a nickname to the grandparents to kind of differentiate which grandparents are what. So oh. I called my um, paternal grandparents in Japanese and maternal grandparents in Korean. Okay. And Haramoni, which is uh, grandmother in korean which is mm -hmm. my mother's side grandmother i think i was about five six like little mm -hmm. um we were they're getting ready to go out or something she's like i saw aj <laughs> <laughs> marker that no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah she grabbed me and said aj don't call me Haramuni outside of this house. That's and I, I don't remember if I asked why or her face was serious enough for me to get scared. Yeah. Ask why. And I was like, okay, so this is something we shouldn't be talk about outside of the house. Yeah. Uh, so I never told that to anyone like i had you know a handful of closest friends yeah in middle school high school i think maybe two of them maybe three knew that i was different yeah that's about it wow you know uh it's funny i kind of had the same situation growing up like my mother would uh never like me for gr grow my hair out uh always kept it short Mm -hmm. And they were very proud that from a very young age, I actually like spoke English pretty well right mm -hmm. away mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, when most people think of undocumented people in the United States, they think of indigenous looking people, you know? Oh. So for me, I had the luxury of looking like a, like a light skinned black dude, you know, you know, unless like, you know, some people were like, Oh, Dominicano. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, but, but a lot of people, you know, especially like in New York city, I, it was hard to, to pinpoint me. I was racially ambiguous. Mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. why my family was like, uh, the less, the least you can speak Spanish on the streets and, you know, the least you can do all this, the more it, it, it protects you. So yeah. That, that's crazy. The kind of like the way you have to deny parts of yourself in order to survive. Yeah. Just yeah. because of uh, other people's, you know, xenophobia. Yeah, it's just like a fear of attack. Yeah. And this is another crazy story of people like me. So there are a couple of Korean schools okay. in Japan, especially in the major cities like Tokyo, Osaka, um, Nagoya. 
at least like there are maybe two more somewhere that I don't know, but um, they're mostly provided by North Korean government. Okay. Um, and one of my cousins, I mean, all my cousins on my mother's side went there. Mm-hmm. And one of my cousins, at least at the period of her life, taught there. Okay. Um, and my hometown also had one, which I don't know which was, which country was providing financially, South Korea, North Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had this um, school uniform, which is like a hanbok, like a Korean traditional dress. Mm-hmm. And people harasses them because they're visibly, you can tell them they're from that school oh, by wow. the uniform. So like the skirt got cut, get cut, and people just like harass them, and that's what I was afraid of to get spotted yeah. in the crowd, to be humiliated or assaulted or even worse. Wow, this is wow. It's it's <laughs> it's crazy. Different parts of the world, but the story, like, like we said in the beginning, the story is just kind of like just repeat yeah. itself and. And the fear of the other is always like just there. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody I talk to when I say like, oh, I'm from Japan, like literally 100 people out of 100 say, I would love to go there. It's like <laughs> Japan is just like fantastic country that they just want to visit. And I'm shattering their dream country. <laughs> Actually, yeah. One of my things, like I've always wanted to go to Tokyo and it's just like, but you know i think you'd be fine because like you said you're light skinned Mm -hmm. and you're not asian yeah oh yeah yeah they like white people (laughs) or americans i should say yeah yeah yeah. um i i heard like black people get bullied um darker skinned asian people get treated like immigrants like yeah quote-unquote Mexicans here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a friend who is 100% Japanese, mm-hmm. but she kind of looked like more South Asian. Okay. Like, she got darker skin. Her features is, like, a little bit different from regular Asian, like, mm-hmm. regular Japanese people. Mm-hmm. And people think, like, oh, you are here to be a prostitute. Whoa. Wow, man, that's... Because the darker side of Japan, because the the Japanese, I mean, I I think I made a video about it and people were like, no, the the Japanese government's a little more uh, to the right. They're definitely more um, conservative. Yeah. In a way. And definitely more xenophobia. Partially, I believe, is because of the geography, because it's an island. Yeah. Right, it's an archipelago that is we are not sharing border with any other countries. Right. So you and also right before the major revolution which happened in the eighteen sixties, seventies, they closed the country for two hundred and sixty years. Oh wow. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um from like sixteen oh three to I would say 1850-something. Okay. That country was completely closed, and there is only one port was open all the way down in the south. 
And the only places that they traded was China and Portugal. So you would assume everybody in the country is Japanese. Yeah. And that's the mindset they sometimes still have. So like anyone who looks, sounds different are foreigners. Okay. And thus must be, doesn't belong here. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, it's just like the U.S. They, they still live on that nostalgia of like, you know, make make America great again. You know, make make Japan great again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go back to the time where it was just Japanese Japan for Japanese. You know what I mean? For yeah. Japanese people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. I know, I know. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a complicated matter, and I know there's a lot of opinions. I have opinions too, but. I understand both sides of arguments too. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely more complicated. Yeah. So I mean, I remember, you know, so so when Japan had its colonies, mm-hmm. um they was was there like a lot of like like your family, like a lot of exchange of people from those colonies being able to travel to Japan to work and stuff like that? Yes. And then Yeah, I yeah, I think uh, quite a few people came because they wanted to make money and they were told that Japan is a better place to make money. Man, that's dang. Sorry. It's like, it's like every time you like hear about colonialism, it's always like, yeah, it's always the person who's colonizing is, you know, of course that's what it is at the top. You know, they're the ones making the most money. They're stealing, mm-hmm. you know, good services and labor from everyone. They get to the mm-hmm. top. So everybody from their little colonies, like, you know, want to go to the main to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to the colonizer to, to, that's what I tell people. They go, um, Oh man, why don't people in Latin America stay in their countries? I'm like, because cause America stole of our stole all of our treasures. We're coming yep. to where our treasures and our, you know, our our fruits and our our labor is. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where, you know, yes, yeah, that's where you can make the most bang for your buck because you're stealing everything and everything and bringing it there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. And so for you growing up in school, was that something that you were like, just kind of like ready to get out of there or were you just for I, yourself? Like, did you feel like, yeah, I know you're like, this is home this is where I grew up, but mm-hmm. was it just like, I, I need to find somewhere else. I didn't, I don't think I consciously thought about that, but now in retrospect, maybe I was feeling that more or less that mm-hmm. I got lucky. My high school homeroom teacher who was also, our academic advisor, mm-hmm. when we were thinking about college, I actually wanted to come to the States to study film, mm. filmmaking. And when I first told that to her, and she's like, yeah, you don't really fit in this country. Like, <laughs> she was very encouraging in that way and gave me <laughs> okay. So it was like a good, like, like yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, fit yeah. here. Like, you should go somewhere else because, like, you know, yeah, I can tell that this 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 place is not where you're going to shine fully. Yeah, and okay. um, I think she was able to recognize that because she was at least part part of her like childhood. She spent time in Brazil. Okay. So she have lived and experienced how is it like to living in a different country, mm-hmm. and. I, I believe because of the experience, it was like, yeah, there, there, the world is out there for you. Yeah. So go ahead and fly and shine and do all the stuff you want to do. Okay. 
um, I heard a lot of like more conservative school teachers like going against like why don't you just want to stay in this country and become a good citizen of this country you know like don't go to the foreign country it's dangerous you know you literally won't let me become a full citizen like you know what i mean like <laughs> what do you mean why i can't stay that is oh my god that is such a mind fuck like you're not from here but why aren't you a good citizen you're like what the fuck like what the fuck like you, i know you, you guys I get, know. yo yo it's such gaslighting yeah yeah definitely um but yeah going back to the citizenship so because there's no benefit for my family to stay as like this permanent resident alien mm-hmm thing um my parents when i was a teenager my parents decided to naturalize to japanese so we can actually get a passport and travel okay and i think the passport came when i was like 19 and i came here for college when i was 20 right so i only lived in the country where i hold my passport less than a year oh wow yeah. So, so wait, how were your parents able to naturalize if, if they don't give you like birthright? Oh, you have to you have to apply for it. And I remember there's like a huge stack of paperwork they had to do. I don't know what. I actually uh, was gonna like ask about that when I go home this holiday. Okay. Like what yeah. is that about? Like, could you tell me something? Yeah, I would love to hear about that because they were able to naturalize like without having to marry someone. Like, are there are there like what are some of the paths that you know like if somebody can, can I naturalize? Think it's because of our special citizenship situation, mm. maybe there is like a different route compared to. But like in here, can't you just naturalize and become an American citizen without? No, no, you have okay, to find I'm like either. a path. That's why, like you know, it's like you okay. know, that's what they say. Like it's a pathway to citizenship. So, like you know, you could um, you can well, marry, of, invest, you can marry, invest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man, being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's what's crazy. Like if you come to the United States on an H two A work visa, like to work on you know on a farm or something like mm-hmm. that, there's no yeah. pathway to citizenship. But if you come on a visa to like own your own farm. And like start your own stuff, then uh-huh. there's a pathway to, to green card and there's a pathway to citizenship through that. So yeah, it's like, because you're making a financial investment to this country. Yes, exactly. Like bullshit. Exactly. Bullshit. Exactly. And that's uh, what like I hate like that. Uh, you know, for me, it was always like, well, you need to marry someone. You need to marry someone. And I'm like, I hate that. Like, for people, you know, like myself, you know, work, pay my taxes. I'm a good citizen. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I need to find someone who's a citizen to make me a real boy to be like. Now you are you are real, and I'm like I've been real. I've been real. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? That's the thing that I've always hated. It's like you gotta, yeah. and, you know, and then and then it um it causes a lot of people. There, there's been unfortunate stories of young uh, women, you know, in the 1920 who get married to like a white man. But you know, it's a, it's it's U.S. citizen, but it's mostly I hear for like when they marry white men who like mm-hmm. abuse them, who you know, oh, yeah. who murder them, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. Who you know? So it's. I mean, we we're 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 gonna get into a little bit of of that situation. I know a little more. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert: we're gonna get into some of that with, with AJ. But yeah, you know, you know, it's it's yeah. You you've been through that marriage path, and it's 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 terrible because you know, you do everything right, and yeah, there's like the only way you can do it is get married. And even for myself, like I got married, mm-hmm. and you know, I was able to get status, but um, they you know they pulled the rug out from underneath me. Because they were like, well, now we found out stuff that you did when you were younger. So, you know, that's why, like, mm. even getting married doesn't matter because the government could just turn around and be like, no, nah, even though you got status, we're going to take it away from you. You know? 
I'm so sorry for that. It's yeah. like a points taken just because yeah. of that other crime you didn't even commit that you didn't know. I mean, I I I I had an infraction against me that they they made that if you lie about being a US citizen when you're not, like you can mm-hmm. never become a US citizen, which I did, but I only did it to work. Like I didn't do it to to do anything other than like, you know, yeah. work as a nursing assistant, which I did during the pandemic. You're welcome. And pay my taxes, you know what I mean? So like, so that's why they uh, they did that to me. Yeah, that's another myth that people talk about. Like, oh, you don't even pay tax. Like, I have been paying taxes. I haven't paid taxes. I've been you're taxes. very I've been welcome. Working. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. yeah. For years, I didn't get any kind of return, and the few times that I did it was very you know minimal. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I did get it, it was just like turning right back around to try to get an immigration lawyer. So you know, it, it circled right back to the economy. So I never mm-hmm. got to enjoy it. Yeah, back to the bureaucracy. <laughs> back to the bureaucracy, exactly. So I, I, I was wondering this uh, real quick before we get before we go from you going to Japan to here. If mm-hmm. you have this like, you know, permanent status, you know, that they give you in Japan, are you allowed to vote or like uh, participate in the local government? In Japan or here? Uh, in Japan, in Japan, because I know Japan, here, if yes. you have a green card, you can, I mean, you can vote in like local elections if you have, like there's some certain, certain local elections in some cities and some states, not like you can do it at all. But if you have a green card, you can vote like New York City has opened it up to, to you know, permanent residents that you can vote like in certain like local elections. But mm-hmm. in the U.S., you cannot vote for president, you cannot vote for senator, you cannot vote for like mayor. If you're a, a resident, you can't run for office. You can't mm-hmm, run for any mm-hmm. kind of office unless you're a citizen. So I was wondering like, mm-hmm. what are your abilities in Japan? To participate in in the you know the civic process uh in japan because my family is already naturalized yeah including myself and my sister so we can do whatever we want not whatever we want to but like <laughs> we are fully japanese now yeah. legally so yeah. yes we can we can vote and if we want to you know run for the office i'm pretty sure we can do that yeah. i don't know why i would do that but yeah, yeah. we can <laughs> but when you, were, when you were like, when you still like, you know, consider permanent residence from Korea, you couldn't do any of that. No. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I don't so, think so. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, they yeah. try to keep you, they'll try to keep you out of the government, whichever way they can, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's actually, well, I don't know. I actually have to do research because there was one um, uh, politician who, there wasn't an article I didn't read too much into it because I wasn't interested, but she was like accused of being Taiwanese by being a politician. So I don't I don't actually know. Mm. Maybe that's like reason why she was accused, like you know, how Obama was like accused. I was gonna like, say it's like, yeah, yeah. Born Kenya. He's born in Kenya. Like, You're like he was born to a Hawaiian to a Hawaiian white woman. Come on, yeah. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, I never thought of that. I never thought of how Hawaiians feel about the fact that the first Hawaiian president is, is like, is you know what I mean? It's like, but like you know what I mean? That that like you know like it was married to a white woman, you know, because of a white woman. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not that you know. So that's why he's you know yeah he's from Hawaii, but he was it was because of colonization, white people kind of thing. I know. You know, I it's know. not like you know an indigenous Hawaiian person got to be president. Interesting. That would have been really lovely. That would have been lovely. I would have loved right? that. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering like how how the politics worked around that around him because mostly heard like people you know complaining that like well not complaining he's not from Kenya like you know what I mean he's he's a citizen. <laughs> I was like oh, oh I never thought about the other part of it. Yeah. So yeah, so your your teachers encouraged you to to come to the US. How was that um that application process for college? Did you have to like wait a few years between like no. high school and college? No, no, no. I I kind of came straight. I mean, like I had to do 
I had to go through ESL because, okay. you know, I was going to regular Japanese high schools where everybody spoke Japanese and my English was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated English. I still do not like this language. <laughs> Very boring language. Oh, I'm not going to say anything about that, but still. No, we can. We can. <laughs> you think, Neil, you think that language is boring? We have, like, we have our, our resident uh, US. white guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely correct, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, in, uh, in Japanese, like, do you guys, like, conjugate the verbs? Like, you know, like, like do verbs have more... Uh, like you know, in 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 Spanish, like uh, mm-hmm. vamos, vamonos, vajan, vajense, which is like just the verb can can you change it to the singular, the plural, you know, the group. Oh, yeah, definitely. I I, you know what I do? I never study Japanese as like a subject to be taught. Okay. It's like, I just like you know, you don't think about English when you're speaking English too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It's definitely easier language for me to talk and, and definitely easier to read. Oh, my God. Like, I can go through one book in Japanese in half a day. Oh, wow. Okay. For it me. Flows. It flows. It flows. It's so yeah. much easier. So much more information comes through. Yeah. In English, it takes me weeks. Wow. I've just started like because uh, I, I started TikTok in Spanish. El chamaco indocumentado, si lo quieren ver. Um, <laughs> but I started like looking up uh, like certain words that I didn't know, and I just mm-hmm. love the way like I don't know. I'm just like I know. Listen, I know it's a colonizer's language as well. Okay, I get it. Okay, but <laughs> you know, it's also just it's just like certain words that I'm like like in like I don't know, but like in English, like lever, like when you pull a lever, mm-hmm. it's kind of just palanca, and I'm just like I don't know why I love that. It sounds just so much nicer, like palanca, la palanca, you know. And I'm like so I'm like enjoying like reconnecting with that language a little bit, you know. I wish mm. I could speak like the Taino language, you know, but I know, you know, I know. It's tough. Well, nobody's and, gonna understand you, unfortunately. I have to meet like you know the the few Latinos that that are still, you know, practicing. Yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't let you apply for you because you came on a student visa i came as a student visa i was a college student i graduated and i was gonna go back home after graduation but then right before my senior year in college i met this guy we fell in love he was my first serious boyfriend ever Mm -hmm. because i had a very sheltered life up before i came here Mm. Uh, and when he realized, when we both realized that I have to go back to Japan after graduation, he was just like, "All right, then let's get married." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, oh, yeah. Because, uh, because so after your student visa, there was yeah, there's no like path for once you're done studying, unless you like you get a job that sponsors you, right? Yes. Unless you got like a full time job that sponsors you, like you said, or you get like OPT occupational something, something like a student visa extension for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um that you are allowed to work in the industry you studied. So for me, I studied theater, so I had to get a full time job in theater. And do you know how hard it is? As no, as somebody who's not a stand-up comedian, I have no idea how hard it is to make it in the business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a podcast in a basement. <laughs> I know. It's I love the studio, by the way. I love the studio. I'm just messing. Just messing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, no, it's almost yeah, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, were your parents mad that you like wanted to come to like to the states to, to do theater? Uh 
I don't know. They didn't say anything because so they came here to attend my graduation. That's where I introduced my boyfriend slash fiance. And they're like, we're like, we're gonna get married. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I think my especially my mother wanted me to wait and consider like really seriously. Like you're only mm. 20 what three. Mm. Like what did you think about it? And but you know, when you're in love, you don't think about that shit. Also, well, you're in your twenties, you don't talk about you don't think about anything. Well, that's true. I got married <laughs> too. But like I knew that I was getting married because I needed status. Like I knew that I was uh I was in a very uh I had just I, I told the story before, but I had just gotten mm-hmm. um I gotten arrested for driving with a suspended license and I was almost sent to Rikers Island. And literally, it was it was a long story short. It was because I didn't pay like a fifty dollars reinstatement fee, so I almost got deported for fifty dollars. Because if it would have sent me to Rikers Island, I, I got lucky. I got to see the judge the night before they cut off like night court, or else I would have gone to Rikers for the weekend, and then that would have uh, you know triggered like a possible deportation process. So I had like I had a real like panic attack like about all that mm-hmm. happening. So I just I just literally looked. Like look around, I was like, "Who likes me? Who wants to marry me?" You know what I mean? Like, so like right now, <laughs> right now, like I got married like six months after that happened. Like that was that was yeah, it was mm. and it was it was we weren't in love. I mean, okay, she loved me, but I I cared for her, but I wasn't. So like 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 let's just put aside like the childhood stuff. Do you think like it was the fact that he was like, you know, hey, I'll marry you so you can help become a citizen that that mm-hmm. really kind of pushed a lot of it towards that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we were in love with each other. We thought we were going to be forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I graduated in May, and we got married in November. So it's like a half a year later. Okay. And I don't know if you talked about it in one of the episodes, but for the people who doesn't know, just getting married is not going to, you know, guarantee you mm-hmm. to get a visa. Mm-hmm. You're spouse american spouse need to apply for it and it costs money mm-hmm. it costs a lot of paperwork mm-hmm. in the legal jargon that nobody can understand mm-hmm. <laughs> um and my 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 husband my ex didn't do that so you had to take care of pretty much all that yourself i pushed to push and he just like kept on delaying and delaying and mostly because of the money situation we just didn't have much money to start because i was not allowed to work he was waiting table Mm -hmm. like paying rent is like the best they can do we can do yeah yeah, and then that's, I think, triggered his anxiety and probably undiagnosed depression. And he started to... So he told me, even before we were married, that he um, had problem with alcohol and drugs. So he started drinking again. When we first met, he was sober for like a couple of years or something. Um, so he's drinking and I just didn't understand what the hell's going on. And he eventually said, I need to go to rehab, um, to correct the situation. And that happened a couple of times over a couple of years we were together. And eventually I got sick of it. 
It's mm-hmm. like this is not a stable situation I want to live in. Even though I'm in the legal gray zone, excuse me, mm-hmm. legal gray zone, um, I found work that I was actually able to like live off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to get my own place. You figure yourself out and then we're going to figure it out. She eventually kind of pushed back, pu- pushed himself in, um, hold on, English is hard. <laughs> he pushed himself like, back, <laughs> into your, back into your life? Yeah. So I was living in this studio apartment in Old City. Uh, it's, it's a long story to get there. But yeah, I got this like a really beautiful studio apartment in Old City. And he basically, at that point, I was like totally more down with this guy. I was like, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, well, we still need to be together for your like paperwork. Why don't we live together so we can at least say we are living in the same place? And I think his hope was so that he's gonna one, he's gonna have a place to live in the city, and two, he can manipulate himself back into my life and maybe start over the relationship. And three, he is going to have a money pot. Yeah. A wallet. Yeah. Because he knew that I was working two jobs and making enough money to afford a yeah. apartment on my own. Um, and I told him, okay, this is strictly for the paperwork. I don't love you anymore. Um. And this is a roommate situation, so you better pay your half of the rent. And we are not sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And he was just rah, 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 rah. And it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so I bought myself this like cheap ass bed, which was like so feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like be a, be a, able to afford a bed. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, like ridiculous, but you know, at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and put it right next to the big windows that I can, I can, where I can see the Ben Franklin Bridge. Oh. And I was like living my life. Yeah. In the meantime, he had like a pile of blanket, which I gave him <laughs> and like a sleeping bag from like Kmart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and the- piled up for, to make his nest. Yeah. And he really used a lot of the immigration, not just a way to push back into his life, but like you were saying when we were speaking mm-hmm. uh, before that he really like dangled it over you for yeah. when you wouldn't like do his bidding. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked for like first a month or two. Mm-hmm. Then he stopped paying mm-hmm. and I started seeing blood on his shirts because he oh. was shooting up. Yeah. And I see those teeny tiny plastic bag in the toilets. You know, like you will, you will know if you're living together. Like I'm yeah. not dumb. Yeah. And then he started asking for money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that for? Uh, and he's just like, oh, it's for this and that bullshit excuses. And I was like, fine. 
eventually he started to ask more frequently. And of course, I'm like, what is that for? I, I, all, I just gave you $40 or $50 or whatever. Like, I don't make that much money. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he started making those uh, magic words. Like, well, if you don't give me money, I'm going to report you to the immigration office saying I'm living with the illegal immigrant, mm. which is not true. Like mm-hmm. I was just overstating my visa, which is so different from yeah. legal immigrant. Um, but you're in that gray immigration. Yeah, that and which also, they I can didn't hunt. know any better. Yeah, and they scare you with that, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's, yeah. You don't know what could, what could happen if they do call someone, you know, and then mm-hmm. the government could decide, yeah, you know what, we're going to take mm-hmm. actions against this person. Yes. Um... So that was happening, and I was trying to push the matter into my hand and decided to hire a lawyer so we can actually start doing this paperwork mm-hmm. so I can get rid of him. I don't have to depend on him anymore. So I went to this um, nonprofit legal um, advising center, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um I made an appointment. I finally saved up enough money to pay for the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, all right, we have an appointment this, this day, uh, this, this time with this guy. Let's call him. I don't know. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> my, my lawyer won. Yeah. Um, and it's like, would you please, cause I, I'm, I'm going to be working. Then I'm going to go do this interview or meeting then i have to go to the other job yeah so would you please be there meet me there and he my husband was like okay i got there and i was a little early and the lawyer was like yeah let's let's you can, you can come in just tell me while we wait for your husband so tell me what's going on why mm-hmm. have you why it has been like three years since you know, when you were supposed to be filing this paperwork. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, we just didn't have enough money and blah, blah, blah. This life thing happened, but we finally settled things down and, you know, we are ready. And Brandon, my lawyer, was like, just look at me. I'm like, okay. So I used to be, I think he said I used to be a counselor at mm. like rehab center. Mm. I've seen a lot of addicts. I feel like there's something that's going on. You're not telling me. Mm. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. I'm not forcing you. But if you want to tell me, this is your chance. So I just spill my beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like there's blood everywhere. There's little bags in the toilet. This guy keeps throwing me one status. Fuck him. Fuck this. Fuck that. Yeah, you just like lost it. Yeah. You just needed somebody to ask. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I just, I, my, 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 my button was like ready to be pushed. Yeah. Uh, and it was like maybe 10 minutes. I was crying. And then he got a little cold, like off his phone rung and uh, the front uh front desk person is like oh so and so it's aj's husband's here finally like 15 20 minutes late uh so he was just like okay and brandon says like let's pretend we didn't have this conversation let's pretend we were just having like pleasantries go to the bathroom 
correct, like clean yourself mm. up because I was yeah. crying. Yeah, of course. And we're just going to have a meeting. Tomorrow, come back, same time. Mm. And we're going to talk about plan B. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. got it. And he also said, well, that, that day was just that. So we had the meeting, blah, blah, blah. Next day, I went back, talked with Brandon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, so ethically, I cannot take you as my case because even though I know you're the one who made the money, I know this check is coming from your bank account. Technically, I was hired by your spouse. Mm-hmm. To represent you. Mm-hmm. And that's like the conflict of interest or whatever. But I talked with my friend. Uh, let's call her, I don't know, Melissa. You're great with <laughs> names. Talk- yeah. <laughs> I talked to my friend Melissa and she's going to take your case pro bono. Mm-hmm. Here's her address. Of, uh, here's the address for over her office. Call her. Make an appointment. And, w- and we... We, we know the way that you don't need him, your husband, mm. to apply for this green card. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because you didn't know. <laughs> uh, why, why nobody told me that? That's what lawyers are for to define all these things. And I hate to like just um, try and like, you know, get to the end of the story. It's so good, but we only have like a few minutes left. Cause I know. This Sorry. Thing is, no, no, no. You no. I I appreciate you sharing with me. I appreciate you telling me all this. So you were able to kind of go. Was it was it VAWA or was it something else that you were able to apply through? Do you remember? I think um I don't. I have to look it up. It was something specifically for Asian people, actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Basically, the application was like so that like a please grant. The right to write for this person to apply for green card because this person staying the marriage in this relationship is actually um endangering her safety oh okay yeah so like well i had to go through an application yeah. before i can actually apply to the green card and and now you're you you've, you've officially gotten your green card and everything and that's, yeah that's it's, been, right it's been nine years yeah Okay. Are you are you able to like become a citizen? Or are you are you looking for that? You know, it's I'm conflicted because one, I it's feel the like US. I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like the US. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's well, like why would I? <laughs> you know, joining like the, the dark empire from like Star Wars. You're like, Ooh, do I really want to join the Empire? You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Um one, I feel like I'm betraying my family by Changing oh. my nationality, which is like a really weird, it's just a paper. I mean, after everything they did to become, you know, Japanese citizens and all that, mm-hmm. I get it why it feels like a betrayal to all of their work. Yeah, I get, yeah. It. I get it. I don't want to change my nationality twice in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. I have to work. And wow. secondly, um, Japanese passport is one of the best passport in the world. Yeah, it's actually better than the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourselves. They can travel to more countries. <laughs> yeah, I can go more countries yeah, yeah. And without meeting any hostilities. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's for now, I'm planning to keep it. I'm actually have to renew my green card next year. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking into renewing it and not like 
seeking out to get a naturalization system. Oh, well, I'm glad that you're like in a, in a good place now, both, you know, yeah, mentally, yeah. you know, uh, you know, with your status and also with your, you know, finance and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Yeah, definitely. Before, um, before we get out of here, is there any kind of work or anything that you want to uh, promote or anything that you want people to check out that you're, that you're doing? I know you're, you know, you're a theater, <laughs> you're a theater kid. So anything that you want people to look out for? Um, so I would just say, go, please go support theater, live theater in your, wherever you're listening to, because since the pandemic, well, even back in the ancient Greek days, like theater was a dying art and we, (laughs) (laughs) we sustained 2000 years. So let's, let's prolong that a little bit, a little bit more, shall we? Yeah. So yeah, go support the local you know, theater companies, smaller theater companies, the mm-hmm. university theaters. That's where I have been mainly working at. Um, so we can keep on doing and we can keep on producing your favorite musical stars that eventually yeah. going to go on TV. Yeah, and they can heck up with Ariana Grande. You know, we all got to start somewhere, you know? Like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but seriously, uh, AJ, thank you so much for, for talking with me. This episode will go up you know, in a few weeks. Uh, so I'll keep you informed. And uh, personally, I hope I, I get to keep working with you or, you know, just yeah. go out and, and have a meal together. That was that was a lovely time that we had just, you know, hanging out. So it was, it was, that was absolutely awesome. Even though they were like about to kick us out. I know. I know. <laughs> we, we, we shut down the place. Uh, seriously, thank you again. And uh, and we'll talk thank soon you. for sure. All righty. All right. Hey, have a good one. Thank you, Jay. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. Like, subscribe, and comment at my undocumented ass podcast on TikTok and YouTube. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.